Give me a comparison of the type of combo that we are. In food? <laughs> That's what I first think of. <laughs> in whatever you want. What's a great combo? Why is that funny? Any combo. <laughs> Pizza combo. Like, I think <laughs> of sweet and salty, so I think of chocolate-covered pretzels with peanut butter on the inside. <laughs> Emily and I were chocolate-covered pretzels with peanut butter on the inside. Hey guys, welcome to the Proclivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Cochran. I'm here with Emily Rodella. And today what we're going to be talking to you about is three tips on how to create clearer skin. This is the daily drive. It's 20 minutes. This is what Emily said. We're going to be done in 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. So it's quick. It's straight to the point. It's our fast podcast. I don't know if you can make a podcast fast, but we're going we're gonna to give it our darndest. They could increase so, to 1.5 times if they wanted. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's like Michaela listening, and she's like, Joel, I can't stand how slow you talk, so I have to speed you up on a 1.5 or 1.2. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Michaela. Was it Michaela wow. or Amy? I don't remember. Maybe it's both of them. Fine. We'll Maybe. call them both out. Michaela and Amy. Okay. Cool. They're both called out now. <laughs> if you want to listen to it faster, you can. If you want to listen to it slower, I can slow down. <laughs> okay. Long we're taking pause. the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, what we're going to dive into today is we're going to talk about skin, your skin. What What is the purpose of your skin? And when... We have skin conditions. What does that mean? And what can we do to be able to create clear and healthier skin? So we're going to dive into this. We're going to show you at the end uh, tangible things that you can do to be able to help your skin. So if you're dealing with any type of rash or acne or eczema, anything that is flaring up on your skin, we're going to tell you exactly hey, why it might be flaring up and what you can do about it. So Let's buckle on in. Let's go for a ride, shall we, Emily? Let's go. Your your seatbelt. You need to put your seatbelt on, oh. please. <laughs> I love that you made the sound. <laughs> so let's let's start off straight out the gate. Um, let's talk about the skin. What's the importance of the the skin, and and why do we have skin conditions such as eczema or acne or rashes or so on and so forth? What is that about? So usually when you have things arising to the skin, again, like Joel said, whether it be acne, um, even psoriasis, eczema, rosacea, all these different skin conditions, that's take that as a sign that your body is trying to tell you something. Again, whether it be excess stress, we're not being able to detox that um, appropriately through our liver or our skin in general or through our bowel movements or going to the bathroom. And so something is stressed out and I always think of the cup overflowing in terms of stress. So somewhere in your body, that's what's happening. And so it's trying to tell you something. So that's first and foremost. Now there's different skin conditions that can tell us different things. Yet in general, that's where we want to start. So we talk about this a lot in uh, proclivity, the, the red light, the yellow light, and the green light. 
screen lights go, there's there's no symptoms that's popping up. This could be psych psychologically, physically. When skin conditions start popping up, is this a yellow light? Is this a red light? What would we classify this as? Yeah, usually this is a yellow light, right? I consider red light things that are like you can't do your job daily. You you're suffering mentally from something that's keeping you from doing the things day to day. So this is a good yellow light for some people. It could be the red light. It could be really um, severe and chronic, and it may be a red light for some. Sure, sure. I mean, really big, itchy, just, you know, rashes that can really take over. And, and mm -hmm. I mean, listen, we've all been there with a mosquito bite before of how, like, crazy you can get. Imagine a massive rash that has this dry, scaly, itchy type of feeling that could really disrupt your day, right? Yeah. And your confidence to move throughout the day. So 100%. Completely. And we were so lucky that this past year, we both got skin conditions. Hmm. How lucky are we? Look so at as, us as, <laughs> as the, uh, the psychological and physiological coaches. Oh, we can get yellow lights too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Tell us about your story with your skin condition. I'd love to tell about mine. Yeah. So I grew up as m the average teenager, I would say, in terms of getting like high school or middle school acne just here and there, mostly around my cycle. Um, yet it's oh, it, it often comes and goes since then. Yet this past winter, it came on full-fledged. I was like, oh, this is just another, you know, having some some face zits and pimples come up around my cycle. And then I was like, no, this isn't the usual timing. And it was nonstop for six months. So <laughs> that, that was me. And for me, the way that affects me is one, it's tough one. Cause like you said, I'm a coach. I, you know, sometimes I go back to those thought patterns of like, Oh, I should know how to fix this. Right. Mm -hmm. I should know yep. better. Right. But then I go back No, like we all go through these phases. We go through stressors, new things pop up. We have different seasons of life and we're always learning. We're always learning about ourselves. And so for me, <clears throat> it was to one, I, I was learning, okay, hmm, there's some stressors here that I just don't recognize as quote unquote, the typical stress. And so for me right. is managing, looking at that. And then in terms of how it's affecting me, otherwise it, it's tough showing up. We're on a podcast we have, we're being videotaped. And so for me, it's like, dang, like I just want to look better as most people do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's been a balance there, but it's like, well, if I over stress about looking better, then it's going to increase the, right. The, the underlying cause of stress for me. Right. Um, and so it, it's interesting how that cycle goes. And, and how's your skin now? It's gotten much better. Still working through the things, but yes, I've worked through, um, some gut stuff, some stress stuff, and it's improving significantly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's interesting, you know, um, that you and I both got some skin conditions. We're just sitting there being skin buddies. <laughs> and mine was a rash underneath my eye. And very interesting with my rashes, it started off on my left eye, and then it moved over to my right eye. And very similar to you, we look at our faces quite often. And I can look back at like videos and be like, man, my eye looks swollen. And it's because it was because there was a rash on it. And there was some stress that I was going through, uh, a, a breakup and a switching of some work and additional work stressors, family stuff, 
and there was just a, a lot of stress and went to our functional medicine doctor checked out that there was some imbalances in the gut uh, that my liver was a little inflamed and I'm not I don't drink and so it was like man the, the body's really trying to process this and mm -hmm. it's working overload and so for me it started coming out in my skin it needed to detox somehow and start mm -hmm. coming out on it in my skin and so um, it, it definitely was a process where I had I got the opportunity to be able to say my body knows what's best and it's going to take care of this process. That didn't mean I just sat back and didn't do anything. I did, I did all the processes to clean out my gut and to back off some of my training, um, to be able to sleep a little more, all the things to be able to, to lower this inflammation in my body. And it's helped. And, and you know, the rash on my eyes almost completely gone and I'm feeling a lot better. Energy levels are better recovering better so on and so forth so it was a good yellow light to tune into the rest of the things that were going on with my body mm -hmm. um and and it, it, being able to know and be aware of that and also know guys your body can fix it itself we don't have to run straight to antibiotics and get the quick fix being able to go emily and i both went okay like let's let's take the long long run on this we could have most likely hammered away at some antibiotics or something else to get rid of something real quick, yet it wouldn't have fixed in the long run. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And as you said, our body is really powerful if we allow it to be and if we listen to the yellow lights. And sometimes we don't know exactly what listening is. It's like, oh, what, what do I do? Oftentimes it comes back to rest. That's a big one for people because, again, as we'll talk about in a second, it's stress. Right? So if we can rest mm -hmm. just a little bit more, listen to our body when we're tired, how can we – another way to look at it is how can we reduce the overflowing stress cup? So, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. our body's powerful. Very powerful. So let's get into our three tips to clear skin. If you guys are dealing with some type of skin issue or you're just even looking to create more radiant skin – these things will help. So Emily, let's break it down. What's number one when it comes to our first tip in creating clearer skin? So I'm going to start off by saying there's the three things we're going to talk about are all interconnected. I don't think I could say there's one that's more important than the other because they're all connected. So I'll start you, with gut you, health. Wait, would you say because it depends? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Perhaps, <laughs> but they're oh all connected gosh. and influenced by each other. And you'll see you why when I explain it. It depends. You just perhaps yep. it depends. Okay, great. I did. Let's continue. I, thank you. <laughs> you'll see why. Okay. So gut health, the first one, hmm? gut health. So if we have imbalances in bacteria or there's food triggers that we're eating, um, say there's parasites or H. pylori virus, something going on in our gut that's causing imbalance and stress, stressy, um, then it's going to show through again in our skin because our gut is connected to our liver, the detox pathways, and things are going to get backed up there. So mm -hmm. gut health and in, within this category too, it's like, okay, are we staying away from the refined foods? Um, are we sticking to quality foods so we can get the nutrients so our body can do what it needs to do to detox, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. 
and gut health, as we know, if you've listened to our gut brain access podcasts, if we're stressed out all the time, our gut's going to be more likely to get impaired with what I just mentioned, the imbalances of bacteria, the viruses, it's going to have a harder time balancing those out or detoxing them. So first and foremost, gut health is very related to our skin. So if you have something like eczema or even asthma, it can be associated with the skin conditions too. Sometimes we want to go take a look closer look at our gut and why is it not functioning? Well, get to that root cause, but again, stress foods, usually it's a combination of these things. Number two, detox pathways. Some will say this is the most important because as we just said, what for what our liver and gallbladder can't do, what our liver can't do to detoxify, if it's overflowing, it's stressed out, it's going to show up in our skin mm-hmm. because that's one way to detox. But that's usually one of the, the last routes. Ideally, if we're not pooping daily at least once, if not twice a day, if we're not sweating daily, if we're not drinking enough water to pee out and excrete all of the, those things, our liver is going to have a hard time detoxing. Now that could be some from, from something like a parasite as well. So again, that goes back to the gut health and looking at that root cause. But how can we, the tip is, how can we support our liver and detox pathways? So again, for, for going to the bathroom daily, are we eating enough fiber? Are we drinking enough water? Are we moving our body so we can sweat? Those are the top three mm-hmm. things you can do for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and even like deeper than that, like let's, let's give like straight to the point when we're, when we're talking about fiber, what should they be having in terms of fiber day, daily? What would that look a, like? Think of a variety of whole food sources, fruits, veggies. And for some people they can do legumes in sprouted uh, or soaked grains. So properly prepared grains or nuts and seeds. Those are, again, we want to make sure that we're not just eating a bunch of nuts and seeds or eating a bunch of oats that aren't cooked, that kind of thing that can Mm -hmm. cause more stress, but properly prepared fruits, veggies, and legumes and grains for some people. So variety really helps, uh, support, um, fiber and different bacteria to help with that process. So could we, uh, say to them that, Hey guys, we want you to get more fiber. So we want you to be focusing on getting at least what amount of whole foods per day variety, a a serving every day. And the goal for the week, I look at the week as a whole bare minimum, 10 different types of fruits and veggies or sprouted grains or legumes. The goal being like 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. And so if you take a look at your week, what's the variety look like there? And if you're at five, okay, goal, first goal is 10, next goal is 20. Then, and then finally want to get to at least 30 would be great. To give you guys a, what I did, I made sure that I had seven to eight different fruits or vegetables at almost every meal. So I was looking to get a diverse amount of salads with red bell pepper, yellow pepper, orange bell pepper, tomato, uh, uh, different types of spinach, multitudes. I mean, I was getting a lot to be able to go, I'm going to get a bunch of different fiber, beets, everything up in this. And it really helped me to start detoxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to get that fiber and then have mm-hmm. some fruit after. Mm-hmm. So some blueberries and strawberries or some blueberries and raspberries. 
And so even in one meal, I was getting that diverse amount of fruits or vegetables. So if you're sitting there kind of like, hey, if you don't get any fruits or vegetables in your meal, start off with one. Yeah. One per day, one per meal. That would yeah. be incredible, right? Because if you go and straight to the continue push. Yeah. Cause if you go straight to the 10 plus, your gut is gonna be a little overloaded and like, whoa, I can't handle this. So if you notice you feeling like more bloated after eating all that, start off more slowly and start with the simple stuff that you know you can digest well. But yeah. Cool. Cool. And so what about with hydrating? That's an important detox pathway as well. What would be the the thing that we tell them to give for that? Sipping on water throughout the day. Again, start with half your body weight in ounces. It doesn't have to be more than that. It doesn't have to be a gallon or a hundred ounces a day because mm-hmm. that could be dehydrating you as that as well. So sipping on water throughout the day with electrolytes. That's the main thing, sipping on water rather than just chugging it all at once. Again, so that so you can go pee, so you can have a healthy bowel movement, so you can sweat those things out. Yep. And, and when it comes to sweating... Do, do we encourage uh, hot therapy or being out in the sun? What would be the best way in terms of like getting that sweat, like we said? Yeah. So whether it be in a workout, that's like one of the easiest for people. That could be hot yoga or that could just be a, a workout with a sweatshirt on or just a workout in general in the in the hot weather. Go for a hike in the, in the hot, uh, the 100 degree, the 90 degree weather. Again, if you're hydrated. Um, I do that all, often. The, the above and beyond would be, hey, if you have access to a sauna once or twice a week, that would be amazing as well because you're getting you're getting full, direct, like sweating beads, like the whole thing. So if you can do that, that would be great. Great way to be able to detox, guys. And like Emily said, if you don't have access to a sauna, being able to just throw on some uh, a sweatshirt and go for a walk. It doesn't, you don't have to be exerting like running Mm -hmm. and sprinting. If this isn't a cardiovascular workout, it's to be able to get you to sweat. So really just walking in the the sun at a hotter time, as long as you're hydrated, Mm -hmm. right? And you're safe. You're not in the middle of nowhere being like, oh, Joel and Emily told me to sweat. So I decided to walk up Mount Rose, right? With my winter jacket on. Easy, (laughs) easy. Okay. Talking, walking around your block. Okay, so you can stop at any point and be like, okay, I'm too hot. Take it off. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So those are some different ways, uh, really tangible ways in terms of the detox. Uh, what's the third one? So stress management in general, right? Perhaps you get, you know, lab results back saying your cortisol is high like I did. Or you just notice yourself feeling stressed or feeling more anxious, or you have that heavy, tight tension on your chest, or you notice your shoulders are up to your ears uh, at several points during the day. Where is that stress hitting you the most? And take a big picture, take a moment, just take a step back and look, okay, what are the things that cause me the most tension in my body? And that could be certain foods, right? Oh, I'm eating out a lot and I notice my stomach hurts a lot. That could Mm -hmm. be environmental factors, right? This goes back to the detox pathways. If we're putting a lot of like perfume and lotions and cleaning products, we're we're around candles all day with fragrance, those could be stressing your body out too. Um, But in general, I would assume a lot of people listening are like, oh yeah, it's that, you know, anxiety or the heavy pressure on my chest or the go, go, go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. in me throughout my work day. Yep. Okay. Where can we find time to downregulate, AKA get in that calm parasympathetic state 
Maybe that's a five minute walk outside in the sun, walking slowly. Maybe that's taking 20 minutes to eat your lunch. Maybe that's taking just a walk in general or just time for yourself, breath work, meditation, stretching, some way to relax your body, reset your mind and your nervous system. Mm. And, and this was something that you was like a, a big one for you in your skin conditions or that mm-hmm. was one of the beliefs. Yep. What did you do? What was your big change change? Because you did get blood work and cortisol was high and then mm-hmm. you got blood work and cortisol was low. How did you do that? Yeah. So my cortisol was really high in the morning and then normal throughout the rest of the day. So I focused on the morning and I noticed myself being really rushed, whether it be rushed to get my son dressed and out the door or my son to school or daycare and um, rushed to work or getting, you know, rushing in general. That's it for me is the big thing I focused on. And so what I did when I... Two big things was I allowed myself more time in the morning, whether I was like, oh, we, you know, we have to leave at eight. Okay. Let's start getting ready right now at seven 30, like give myself 30 extra minutes to get ready. Or really it wasn't me as my son, right? When you have kids, things take, can take sure. a little longer. So that was a big part of it. Or I would allow myself to be like, Hey, if we're late, we're late. I'm, I could go about this in two different ways. I can feel that high anxiety in my body and rush, rush, rush. Or I could settle into it and still get there maybe a couple minutes late. And so that was really helped to shift that mental perspective for that. And then when I noticed myself in those those heavier moments of like, oh, I got to go. And I'm tr- I noticed myself trying to drive faster and rush my son. And then he's like, eh, right? Like kids don't like being rushed. <laughs> and I would notice that and I would immediately go into my breath in terms of that, par- or that physiological sigh or nasal breathing. Some kind of mm-hmm. breathwork technique that was easy. I could do it for one minute even. Mm-hmm. And I'd go to that and just literally tell myself, I'm safe. Everything's going to be okay. If I'm late, I'm late. Yeah. I'm safe. I'm fine. And so that helped me a ton. I practiced that every morning. Not to say I did it perfectly and all the time, but every time I thought of it, I was like, nope, right into my breath. So yeah. those were huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys, if you're listening right now and you're thinking like, oh, well, this technique is so easy to be able to say, you know, take five minutes, but where am I going to make that into my day? And that, 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 boom, we're already at the, your, your answer. Create space. We need to start ruthlessly eliminating hurry and, and busyness from our lives. And why aren't we eliminating that? Oh, we have a story around, I have to be there for my kids. I got to take care of my mom but I have to do this for this person or that person or for my husband. And we start putting ourselves last, putting ourselves last and putting ourselves last. I was on a call with somebody the other day, brand new call and how high she was up in her chest. I didn't even know her story and I could tell you exactly how her day ran. And by the end of the call, it was exactly how I painted in my head. Of course, of course you're breathing up in your chest working two jobs, having kids, right? Having your spouse, a whole gig. If we don't create space, you guys, we're not meant to run a million miles an hour. I don't care who you are or what story you have told yourself that I'm just a go-go per- person. I'm just, I'm just busy. I'm a busy, busy bee. You're a busy bee because you've connected to that identity you connected to that identity because somebody told that to you or you started going through a process 
in your life where you felt unsafe. So going was the safe thing to do. Continuing to move is the safe thing that creates safety for you. Because sitting still creates a lot of uncertainty due to stories in the past. And this is where we come in. In terms of the psychological side, you can have all the techniques in the world from all the gurus out there on how to manage your day. And I'm not saying that that isn't a vital piece of being able to create barriers and boundaries for our day. Yet we have to address the story and the identity that we have to be able to slow down, to be able to let go, to be able to accept who we are and go internal to external. Every situation in your life is controlled by you first, then by the external world. And if you're thinking like, oh, yeah, you obviously haven't met my children or my husband or my, doesn't matter. Quit placing that on your children or your husband or your work or everything else. You have the control on how you feel and what you create. When you create that space, you create space for everyone else. When you don't create that space, you feel like you're giving to everyone else. And that's going to take away from you. So when it comes to that stress, guys, being able to create the space. And if you don't know how to create the space, reach out. We're here to be able to help, to be able to create that space when it comes to stress. Because if not, these things will keep popping up. How often, Emily, do we get on calls with people and they're like, oh, I got a hormonal imbalance. I got Hashimoto's. I got all of these things. And, you know, I'm going to see a specialist, but they can't figure out what's going on. Very often. <laughs> Very often. <laughs> Very often. And the doctors are just going like, I don't know where I'm going to treat it as the Western medic medical side of it. And I'm going to look at it like this. Instead of being able to go, you know what, let's check out where the story is, is causing you to run all day long. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going to make the change. Which brings us to the closing point. We're at 25 minutes. <laughs> Dagnabbit. <laughs> We've talked about a, a couple different things. If people are out there and they do have some skin conditions, we've talked about some of the food triggers such as gluten and dairy, eliminate those being able to make sure you're getting 50% of your body weight in fluid ounces of water, being able to make sure that you're sweating daily doesn't have to be through a ton of crazy exercise, but just getting that sweating, uh, making sure you're getting a diverse amount of fiber, controlling the busyness within your day to be able to lower cortisol levels. Where should somebody start if they're listening right now? Yeah. Start with the stress piece because that often has a feeler in all of those categories, right? If we have a little bit less stress, we may be able to go poop more often, as weird as that may sound, but our body will relax. It can do its job with digestion a little bit better. So start with the stress and assess. If you're unsure, because if you're like me sometimes or in the past where I'm like, I'm not stressed, I'm fine. <laughs> there is stress going on. Trust me, if you're having issues you have skin issues or any other symptoms, there's some kind of stress there. It could be in a different form that you're not familiar with. And so we can help you identify that. Um, but start there. Look at the stressors. How can you manage them better? How can you take it one step at a time to reduce the overflowing stress cup? I love it. 
Manage your stress. Weird. <laughs> Anything else? That's it, my friend. <laughs> Listen, guys, we're just here trying to get you to one wipe. <laughs> we can get you to the point to be able to have one wipe. <laughs> Emily, what does that mean? That's true. Healthy poops. One wipe. Not like that multiple, like, sticky butt, right? <laughs> Ugh, you're like, man, I got folded again. Uh, I got to get some more. <laughs> Okay. Just take one a shower wipe. now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta take a shower. Where yeah. Where the wet wipes. Yep. You know, no, you're just like whoop, one wipe, and you're like the, the Charmin bears. Right. You feel great. And you're just wiggling your butt like a little bear. And you're like, ah, oh, feel great. That's when you know you're lined up. Correct. Is there a truth to that? There is a lot of truth to that. <laughs> and other people don't want to talk about it. We will. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Daily That's drive. It. If if you learn something about this, please share it with people. That really helps us to spread the word and help more people. Love it, you guys. If you guys need anything, please reach out to Emily or I, Emily at Proclivity.co, Joel at Proclivity.co. You can also book a clarity call with us. You'll start off being able to talk to Emily, then then you'll be able to talk to me. It's a one-two combo doesn't get any better than that. It's like uh, chocolate-covered pretzels with peanut butter in it. <laughs> if that's confusing, it's like pe a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> that's a good combo, too. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to us. We completely love that you come and listen to us, and uh, we're honored. We truly are. So until next week on episode 119, we hope that you have the best day ever. The best day ever. Emily, if you could be the best at one thing, what would it be? That's a very tough question. One thing. Can't be like a diverse amount of things. One thing. So hard. Uh, I would be oh my goodness the best at making people feel good <laughs> that, does that work? <laughs> you're looking for something different aren't you? no never I am never looking for anything <laughs> other than what you give me because it makes my life so enjoyable <laughs> that's exactly what I was looking for. There's like two parts of that, Emily, where it's just like, yeah, that sounds like Emily. And, I, and then immediately I also thought like, oh, okay, there's some past drama there. I, <laughs> I want to make everyone else happy. <laughs> Thanks for letting everybody know that we're still working on our trauma as well. <laughs> I'm going to be the best lover friends to be accepted by everyone. <laughs> no, you know, when you meet someone, they're like, man, they really like took the time to talk to me and made me feel good. And they're present that, that that's literally what you already are. So oh, thanks. that's, that, that's, uh, that's good. Um, what about you, you guys, <laughs> we got to go run. It's time to okay. go run. <laughs> I, I would be, I've said this many times before, uh, if it was a sport, the thing I would be the best at is a punter for the NFL. Huh. I'd be the best punter ever to ever live because I'd be a millionaire and I'd go do it 
four times <laughs> in a game. Nobody would care about me. I would just go take my money, reinvest it, and I'd become a billionaire <laughs> by being the best punter. Dang, I want to think about my answer more. So that's one amongst many others. Hmm. But I, I think being the best friendliest person would definitely be my close second. <laughs> Anything else, Emily? No. <laughs> okay. If you guys want to answer this question, leave it in a review. Take a screenshot. Send it to us. Either email it to us, joel at proclivity.co or emily at proclivity.co or send it to us via the Instagram. We'll send you a box of element four F. R-E-E. -E. What does that spell? Free. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>